welcome to the What's Your Revolutions show. Show for men and the people who love them. And we discuss how men can find and embrace the healthiest versions of themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corpru. What's good, revolutionaries? As you know what day it is, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday in time for an amazing, amazing show. Amazing, Another amazing show of the What's Your Revolution show. You know, I am fortunate, man, to just have some good friends. And let me just talk about that for a second. You know, what, is, what does it mean to have good friends? Good friends are the people that you can actually be vulnerable with, to be open with, to laugh, to be yourself with. Those people who tell you that, you know what, maybe you need to calm it down. Some people that tell you maybe you need to turn it up a little bit, you know. Those people who are in your corner when you are at your lowest moments and those people who stand and applaud for you when you're at your highest moments. I remember seeing, um, what's your boy, um, uh, uh, <laughs> was it Key and Pell or Key and what is it? That's what it is. Yeah, I remember when um, when the brother I can't remember which one Peel uh, won the Oscar for um, Get Out. Right, Key was like, "Yo," he was up in arms, you know, for him. And that's what you need. You need people in your corner. You need people who that believe in you. And I am fortunate. You know, some days to have some people like that who are in my corner. And I am fortunate to have the brother sitting beside me, as I can say, is is one of those brothers that's been in my corner. And, and he's a young brother, man. Have you even broken 30 yet? Almost 30. <laughs> Almost 30, man. But this brother, if you don't know, you know, it's interesting because you just have the most, like, interesting, very singular, you know, people just know when you say happy, right? They know in New Orleans you're talking about Happy Johnson. It comes, it comes with the territory. You know what I'm saying? So I am fortunate today, revolutionary, to sit and have a conversation with author, activist, advocate. You right? Any other adjectives no, I can get? No, man. No, no, no. And brother. Yeah, and brother. You know? And friend, right? That's what yeah, I want to say. Right? And friend. And those of my Kellogg family who are listening today know that uh, Happy and I met in 2014, uh, as we began our Kellogg Fellowship, and I was telling the story about how I was going to burn the house down. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was telling the story how I was, you know, going to burn the house down. And Happy told this story about how he got named Happy. And ever since then, this dear brother and I have been wonderful friends. And when we see each other, man, there's just such a camaraderie. And you need that in your life, man. You need to know yeah. when you see people in your life, there's that camaraderie, camaraderie, that, that, that laughter, that infection that you need to say, you know what? I'm seen in the world, brother. So I appreciate that you yeah. see me and I see you. I see yeah, you. I see you too. You know, you still owe me a, um, a few things. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I'm getting that order of what's your revolution t-shirts out, bro. I'm going to give you yeah. a t-shirt and, right. and a hoodie. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So happy Johnson is on the show, everybody. You know, I'm going to ask you, right? Okay. Well, first, well, well, no, let me, no, no, let me you get go in ahead, first. First off, let me say what's up to the, to the listening audience. Always great to be here at WBOK. I love to support independent black-owned radio. Um, the station is a jewel in the city. And, um, you know, I listen very often. Uh, and, man, this is just a station that has – it's a capsule of knowledge. Like the people who are the host, you know, at this station have knowledge. Yes, man. they That's do. So yes, many, they do. 
so many, I wish so many people could connect to you. I mean, in the morning, I mean, just throughout the whole day, OT, OT man, morning, they are bro. dropping some serious yes. history yes. Um, and knowledge that kind of enlivens my day, you know, helps me one up some folks if I'm in a meeting, you know, I tell them, I, you know, I know this fact because I heard it on WBOK, you know, man. you know, we have to, we really have to speak to the truth, speak power, speak truth to power when it comes to WBOK. Cause I think sometimes it gets lost. It Absolutely. gets lost in the sauce. And, you know, Susan Henry here, general manager, phenomenal jazz, manager. Lee, all the great people, OT do a yeah. wonderful job in really getting the information out to our people. And so we're pleased that, you know, that you recognize that. Oh, yeah. yeah it Absolutely. is a staple in the community. And we want to make sure that it continues to, you know, real talk for real times. Yeah, as, for sure. As we say, as we say, you know, and I don't have a whole lot of time with you today, brother. So I want to make sure that we, on, we, we ask you this question. You know, 20 with 20, minutes, 20 minutes, minutes, that's not Come enough. On. That's not enough for Happy Johnson. But Happy, what's the revolution, brother? Ooh, man, that's a great question. I should have known you were going to Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's my brand. Uh. Um, Man, that's such a great question. I think... So one of the things that my Team Happy Foundation uh, has done this um, this year for, you know, New Orleans Tricentennial and celebrating its 300th birthday is we have created this platform called The Next 300. Right. And it is um, a, a, a media, video, um, photo platform for local teens to share their vision and ideas for the future of the city. And... And listening to them has been really phenomenal. We focus mostly on um, teens in the Lower Ninth Ward, and we've actually we've, we've been to MLK High School, we've been to Franklin, uh, we've been to Easton, and just in talking to the students, man, has been so uh, p- empowering because they are ready for people to hear them right. shine and hear mm-hmm. their ideas. And so I think part of my revolution, you know, for for this year especially, and even going into 2019, has been how do we more readily uplift the voice of youth? And I think I was very fortunate, my grandfather, I was very fortunate to see examples of leadership from my grandfather. Right. And he was, kind of, and you know, and I kind of try to emulate some of the things that I do. But he was, uh, he was a postal worker for about forty years. Oh, wow. he, he retired in the post office, <laughs> and uh, he loved to play golf. And he cared about, you know, his his church. He cared about his community. He cared about his family. And he kind of was a big kind of personality. It was Charlie Charlie Johnson. And but what I really remember is that when people would shine that light on him, he would deflect it right. to other people. people and especially um, the grandkids, you know, the, just the young kids that were around and not just even me, but the kids in the neighborhood. And so I try to replicate that from right. when, however I can. And so I just think that so many of our older generation, you know, our seniors and our adults who are especially in positions of influence and power, man, uplift a young person. Yeah, there you go. Take take them with you. Um, bring them in that meeting that's just for the big dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Take them to the, to the editorial meetings, to the, to the financing meetings, you know. Have them sit in those closed sessions 
And I just get excited when I see examples of that, because to me, those are the, the, some of the ways that we're going to truly sustain and continue, you know, so much of the culture and tradition and the excellence that we ha- that we have. And that's why I was talking about WBQ. OK, earlier is because that they do that in a lot of ways with sharing that history and that knowledge. They that do. A lot of people don't really talk about it or have the time to talk about. And so, you know, I'm I'm looking to use my platform to get young people in, engaged and involved and uh, have leadership positions. We need that, brother. We need that. And their voice is so critical at this period in time. And you're right. We too often sit on our lofty purchase with all of our degrees, all the letters behind our names, pontificating about what our children, you know, should do and how they should behave and what, what they need. And rarely do we get to hear their voice. And I think about the work of Rethink and, mm-hmm. you know, and KG over there, you know, doing amazing work and the great board over there. Um, that really sounds out the student voice, the you know, Absolutely. right? And they really want to make they're activists, right? Phenomenal, yeah, like a phenomenal simple concept. Simple concept. What, what do students want their school to look like? Right, I, I, exactly. And you you think about that. What what do they want to enter into? And we think, as I said, that all of the research, all of this stuff, you know, people can go in and say, "This is what's best for you," without saying, "You know what? Have we even asked you?" And that is critical to their success. So I applaud you for that work. Happy. Look, brother, um, I also need to say that WBOK partners with WHIV. And yes. so, yeah, we are fortunate now uh, over the last two and a half, three months to have been syndicated nice. with WHIV, so 102.3. So I want to give a shout out to them and the great work that they're also doing Absolutely. yeah, in the work. And I'm very fortunate that they believe in what's a revolution as well. Absolutely. So giving them a shout. They are also taking the message. Group over there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so – I want my people to know a little bit about you, you know, and to think about because you weren't born Happy Johnson, mm-hmm. you know. But but when you look at who you are, you're the epitome of Happy Johnson. Tell the story about how your, the name Happy came about. Well, today is Wednesday. I, you know, I have a story for every every day. Of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me the Wednesday story, Happy. Uh, but what I will say is that. Um, you know, people always ask me if I wake up happy. Right. And a few years ago, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond came up with this uh, scrub called the <laughs> happiness scrub. The happiness scrub, huh? And uh, and so when I wake up, I do I put this scrub on <laughs> and I, I put myself into happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Literally. You know Literally. Literally. I mean? <laughs> And and no, it is not a, um, you know, it, it is it. I think, you know, the way that we want to be perceived by people takes work and takes effort, and um, and you know what allows me, I think, to carry the name is that, you know, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm, I'm I try to remind myself to to be grateful. Um, and I, th- I and so gratefulness is kind of really like at the center of of what that is about. And I think about scripture and how it, a lot of it speaks about counting all as joy. Right. And I think about words like, you know, our thoughts are, you know, God's 
plan for us is far more infinite than what we can even imagine, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I think about, man, how much he's got me through <laughs> and how many mistakes and messes up, you, you know, that you, I've brother. had. And then, so, you know, I said, I wake up and I look at that scrub and I'm like, check, I got the scrub. Right. You know, and then I think, man, I'm alive. <laughs> right. I'm alive. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, I have purpose in my life. I have family in my life great friends and you know and i'm working to create a sustainable environment in the city and so i feel very blessed i feel very grateful um and when and when you approach things from a spirit of gratefulness it allows you to 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 appreciate things and to see good in a lot of different things um and so you know that's that's the approach and the philosophy. I got you. So you wake up happy. Put on. You all heard this on the <laughs> on the What's a Revolution show. That you know that's your advertisement. That that hey is how man, you get sales in. Sales are about it, to go through the exactly. roof. Exactly. Bed like, Bath and Beyond. Yeah, the happiness scrub. Yeah, yeah. All you gotta do is have your picture up there. Happy Johnson. Come on. Come on. Exactly. If we y'all need are to, listening. We need on, to pub that. that. Let's man, get let me tell you. I want some residual, bro. Come on. Let's go. You know what I'm saying. Let's go. But that's an interesting thing because when I see you. You know, that inflection that you bring, right? You bring happiness to the world, you know? And so when people say happy, happy, I'm happy, and then they see happy, right? I could be having a bad day, but I know <laughs> if I see you, I'm going to be okay. I remember we were in Law Street Bakery one day, and I hadn't seen you in mm. – I hadn't seen you maybe six yeah, months, right? Wow, yeah. yeah, it had been a while, but there it was, man. There's my boy. There's yeah. happy. And we laughed, that infectious laugh that happens between people, uh, that needs to happen more between black men. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. And it was like nothing had nothing had happened. Like yeah. we, it was it it was like I had seen you yesterday. Yeah. And so that's a wonderful gift that you have to the world, right? And I think you think about that as you as a part of your revolution that you bring that joy and happiness to the world, knowing that you are team happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in in now, saying just, that, go ahead, happy. Well, I was, you know, sometimes we as men. Uh, Need to be want to be tough. Yeah, yeah. We talk about and, that all the time. Uh, you know that masculinity is out front, and you know beat my chest, and, boom, and boom. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, you know, I, I, I we all, uh, I think, struggle with that and confront that, and we try to find, you know, our, our medium. And um, you know, one of the things I really enjoy doing is getting with them tough big dogs in these meetings and breaking them down. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, I love I love getting in them situations and just see if I can crack a smile right. and, and put some humanity into some conversation. Boom, boom. I love that humanity because we, we lose that sometimes. Yeah, we yeah. lose that a lot. And our in our culture right now, we lose humanity often daily, right? Oh yeah. Minute by minute. And you have oh, to figure yeah. out how to bring it back. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But I said team happy, man. Tell us about your foundation. Absolutely. You know, we started after Katrina, um, in November of 2005, and I was volunteering with the Red Cross, and I you were was like 18. Um, then I was 19 when Katrina. Wow! Happened. And what was really interesting was when I got on my disaster relief unit. You know, I was the youngest black male, and I got trained to drive this emergency response vehicle. And it was a phenomenal opportunity to step into, I think of like manhood. And you know, now I've been doing this work 13 years, and so I really have like grown up in New Orleans. Right. You know? And people say, well, you, you know, you weren't born here and you didn't, you didn't go to elementary school. But, you know, when you're a, a, in your late teens, I mean, 
you're still you're still in formation. Yeah, you, you are. Know? And Go ahead, I'm Beyonce. not just talking Go about Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Beyonce. <laughs> Man, I, yeah, I'm talking about formation, but not you know. But and, and so you know, being here after Katrina and seeing the devastation and wanting to figure out a way how to make an impact, we figured a way to get blankets to people who were living in their cars and living in trailers. And so before there was a Team Happy Foundation, there was this concept called Blanket New Orleans, and we were trying to get new and gently used blankets to people who were trying to get back in their home, and that's how the concept kind of started. And, and you know, what was really interesting about that, show you the power of, of, of God, man. At the time, that was my first disaster relief experience. And to tell you the truth, you know, we really didn't know <laughs> what we were doing. Right. And but then it turns out later on that that the psychology of disaster response, at least effective disaster response, is about reconnecting trauma, people who have experienced trauma to familiarity. Right. And blankets, socks, comfort, shoes, comfort reconnecting people to the things that that are a habitual part of their life exactly but charles we didn't know we didn't know that <laughs> we didn't we i mean you know you just it, doing we were we were it was just you know what we were trying to find a niche in the disaster response industry right and we were trying to figure out a way how to make an impact and figuring out what people's needs were and people were saying hey we need some blankets and from that, we have been able to replicate that model all over the world, wow. man, to Haiti, um, all over the Gulf Coast. You know, it's been it's been phenomenal that you know when a disaster comes and it's a conversation about blankets, we're sometimes we're in that big conversation, right. and um, it's just remarkable how how that was not part of the plan. But some, you know, you think about, and I know that my mother is listening. You know, you see that, you know, you, you've carved out the plan right on paper what you think your plan is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you see the mansion that God has created yeah, for you. Right. Sure. The, the, floor, the blueprint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Which is much more expansive absolutely. than you ever, ever thought it was going to be. And, and from taking that, those experiences, we now we produce these children's books, um, you know, which focus on environmental sustainability and preparedness and resilience. And so we've taken those experiences now we try to inspire the next generation right. of first responders to get involved in their community you know we think of them as like citizen first responders and because we all have a role we all have responsibility to you know reconnect and connect with our community and our neighbors and so that's what we try to do man that's amazing and and to think about that if we if we look at this from an entrepreneur perspective right you were 19 years old right first responder and now, 13 years later, right? I don't know how I, – I didn't do that math right. You yeah. said you were under 30. I'm, st I'm still under – in my math, I'm not a good <laughs> math. Because <laughs> that would make you 32. <laughs> but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, maybe, or maybe a couple of years older than that. But, you know, I'm in that realm, in that range. You know, you know my thing, is, though, is if you're thinking about – if somebody's listening, you've got an idea out there, Right. You never know how big that idea is going to Absolutely. be. The Team Happy Foundation. You think of disaster. And, I mean, you think about 2018, yeah. what we saw around the world, what we saw yeah. in our country just during hurricane season, right? I remember seeing this image of you somewhere after doing hurricane relief. Which one? In, were you in Florida? 
No, um, it was recently. Yeah, or, it might have. Um, I don't know. We, you know, we didn't do, do Florida, but um, we supported folks who right. did. But I just remember seeing a picture of you in a disaster area. Yeah, right. Doing the good work, doing you know, fighting the great fight, not the good fight. Yeah, but. You know, we don't think about that, and particularly we don't think about black men in that space, yep, yep. right? And we do, need to increase that. We do need to because too often, right, our communities are the ones that are hardest hit, yep. right? Yep. And not and not seeding that from anybody else. We saw what happened in Florida. We've seen what happens here in New Orleans. We've seen Houston. We've seen what happened in North Carolina. Yep. But thinking about how our communities are the slowest to rebuild yep. and to come back. Right. Because we don't have those resources. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't even know sometimes how to ask those questions about where to go and who to see and who do we need to co- connect with, where the supports. Right. Right. And so thinking about. Familiarity, mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. That blanket allows you to think a little bit clearer. It takes the stress off. Mm-hmm. Right. Having a pair of socks, shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are basic. You think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Those are basic things. Yeah. Right. Comfort. Yeah, Harlow's monkeys, right? The ability to feel comfort and support, right, keeps people alive. Yeah. And so it is a it is an amazing thing that you are doing. So what's next for you? I know you know our time is running short, yeah. man. You know, what we going on break at three thirty? At three thirty, and then maybe I can stay for ten minutes after that. Okay, we okay, oh, okay. Oh, 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 there we go. We got to push it out to the social. You know, well, unless you want to take a you want to take a break soon. No, no, we, we no, no. Jazz won't let me do okay. that. <laughs> All right, Jazz. <laughs> um, well, so I'm working on this project, and uh, folks can um, learn more about you know our foundation on Instagram at uh, at the next 300. So Instagram.com/slash the next 300, and you'll hear these stories um, where we ask these students just a question. You know, what what do you wish to see in the future New Orleans? And when I started thinking about this concept, the next 300, you know, voices from the future, I thought about how every day we're living history. Every day? Every day. And I used to, um, I used to have that phrase on, on my uh, office desk and I need to, I need to, you know, I thank you cause I, I need to put that back on my desk. Every day we're living history, and I tell that to my students because what they do has an impact. It has a ripple effect. And what I really want them to be able to do is look back years from now and say, this is what my dream was or this is what my mm-hmm. vision was for the city. And maybe it's changed, but but maybe you've worked on that. Right. And maybe you've made a dent toward you know, what you want to achieve. Uh, and folks got to listen to it. I mean, it's really phenomenal to hear these students express their vision for the city. And the really odd thing was, you know, folks are like, man, thank you for giving us this platform because we hadn't been asked that. Right. right. We hadn't even had that in a, as an assignment, you know? Um, and so, and I, and I'm and, and I, you know we are we can only do that because our team we had that when we were growing up we had we had we had voice we, we had, had agency voice. we had opportunity right. you know, we had opportunity to express our opinions about you know social political issues mm-hmm. and so you know just the state of of our neighborhood or what we wanted to see and so I really want to be able to see these students take their ideas and their visions and and see it to 
um, fruition. And so, but um, one of the other things that we're working on this this month is hold on um, one second before you say that. I want to yeah. know what are some of the answers that, you're, that the students are giving to you. A lot of students want to. A lot of them are everything from, you know, they want to see. You know, they want to see uh, like their their high school off the grid. You know, a lot of it is they want to see a lot of them are very like conscious about the environment, like, you know, no plastic straws. And and but a lot of it is also very, um, very like upfront about violence and wanting to see New Orleans experience a year with no murder. Wow. And when you hear things that, that's powerful, like that's palatable. That, Man, you say it because we because we think that the news or the reporting of of violence that might happen uptown doesn't affect a student that lives in New Orleans East. But the truth is, there is a residual right. from a trauma that impact for right. sure, exactly. For sure. Especially when it's young person or you know that's that they can definitely like relate to. Um, students also are like curious about um, about blight. And a lot of the feedback has been really interesting to hear young people say they don't understand overgrown grass in some communities. They, they're not. It's the questions about, like, whose responsibility is it to maintain these lots or what? Why is it that we have to live next to a situation um, that, you know, might invite uh, negative behavior or violence or you know, illegal dumping, like, and that's really interesting to me too, because they're thinking critically, like, how do we address that? So, and blight, you know, you think about, you know, the research on blight and talks about oh, for increases sure. in crime, for sure, right? Um, children living in blighted areas are less likely to, you know, graduate from high school, um, have more mental health issues, all of these different things, because blight. Is in low, low, low poverty. I mean, high poverty areas, high crime areas, things like that. So the influence that that yeah, has, yeah. taking away blight, is, is so beneficial to their overall health. Absolutely. And then um, one other interesting thing is that they're in this interesting spot where they are transitioning from having unlimited aspirations in reading and, and then meeting the reality of, <laughs> of life or capitalism, right? Right. And, and there's this interesting, like, you know, discussion about, well, where is the support for all of my right, dreams? Right, and for all of my real? dreams. Yeah, you know, right. so have some great conversations. Yeah, you've been listening to What's a Revolution Show with Dr. Charles Corporal and my guest, everybody, we haven't said it in a long time, is Happy Johnson, author, advocate, uh, civil rights activist, Extraordinaire. So make sure you stay with us on the B side as we talk more about how he finds the healthiest version of himself. Welcome back to the Western Revolution Show. This is Dr. Charles Corpus sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, Happy Johnson, man. Happy, thanks for coming back on the B side for just for a couple minutes. We know, we know that your time is uh, important. <laughs> All yeah. of our time is important. Yeah, exactly. Look, man, I got something for you. Go ahead, brother. You got something for me? I got something for you and Jazz. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why, why are you giving me this? I, I, I want you to think. Man, nobody's ever presented me with anything on the show. The people station. <laughs> you made the people stations. Are you re-gifting these? I'm, 
No, man, this is, you know, from just, you know, making sure awareness about right, the people the importance of free thought. There you go. And uh, you got this in the media. Sure, well, that's going to be for you <laughs> for you to work out in, you know. <laughs> Jazz, you got two you know, t-shirts. I got one for Susan too, so I'm going to leave it for you. So All you right. Know. All right, dear yeah. brother. Happy, we know you got to go, man. We appreciate this, uh, you coming back on the B-side with yeah. us for a minute, man. But look, our show is about how men can find and embrace the healthiest version of themselves. How do you take time to find and embrace that? Oh, man, it's very serious. And, uh, you know, one of the great things about the fellowship that you are and I were in was, um, you know, just having intentional dialogue about wellness and, and self-care. And so, you know, I take a lot of time to – I try to meditate, to sit quiet, um, and trying to be more intentional about the – the things that I allow to enter into the space is important, you know. And so, you know, the things that really help me um, being outdoors, taking advantage of our great environmental assets. Um, you like to fish. I love to fish. Right. I love to fish. I also love to hunt, though. Really? I love to deer and boar hunt. And uh, wow. the, the boar hunt is is like double pleasure for me because – you know, wild pigs contribute to subsidence because of the way that they exist in habitat. Right. They they take their those back paws, man, and they just destroy dirt and land. Really? Yeah. So erosion, they they, they they contribute to the massive erosion. Really? And so when I'm eating that boar sausage, <laughs> I'm like, man, not only did I'm like helping the environment, you know what I mean, but I'm I'm you know. I'm thinking about like our future against right. climate, okay. you know, and, right, right. and, and how you know we combat. All my PETA uh, people are going to be calling in a minute. <laughs> no, man, you know, wild boar, they're, they're, you know, invasive in Louisiana, right. especially in southeast Louisiana. So it's, um, you know, there's actually like a boar festival out in St. Bernard Parish. Really? There's a whole group of environmentalists who go out and they, you know, they do their part to try to help. You know, yeah, <laughs> maintain you know. I understand the, you know, we think about the, what is it, the boa constrictor, the python in Florida that has become yeah, invasive, absolutely. right? And it is really destroying the ecosystem or has destroyed the ecosystem in Florida. Yeah. yeah. What what are, what are you doing for self-care? Man, that, that's a great question, um, Happy. Yeah. Um, my good friend, Chelsea Nudick. Yes. Yeah. Yo- yoga. Yeah, exactly. Um, yoga it has been a tremendous value to me in my life. Um, she got me started about two years ago now. Nice. Uh, and if you ever want a great yoga class, find out. Uh, where Chelsea Nudick is teaching, and it will be the most um, stressful, <laughs> painful, most relaxing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> it, exactly, most relaxing. But it really gets me out of my space. And we actually had a class, went to a rain on Saturday and did a class Saturday morning. It was an amazing class. It, it was what I needed. Okay. A hot yoga class, not not Bikram, but hot. Okay. And I remember sitting down at Seed after and having breakfast with a friend and, hap- you know, just – releasing and it was the first time that i had kind of released in a long time absolutely right and, and was actually saying like wow i needed that it was exactly what i needed yeah. i was able yeah. to kind of release something meditation and prayer um getting to the gym mm-hmm. having conversations with my good friends you know absolutely. like you the the prayer converse. is key i'm glad you uplifted prayer yeah you know and uh, prayer meditation try to do it every morning don't you know sometimes the work will get in front of the prayer but mm-hmm. i need to do it every day that is so key to me and, you know, yeah, just it's what you put into your mind. It's what body. you put into your mind. And, exactly. Uh, I have a great 
book of devotionals that's a daily like daily devotionals mm-hmm. and i mean that really helps me when i when I take the time to hone in on it, it's right. going to be really helpful. My mother, yeah. uh, God bless her, uh, sends me scriptures every day. Yes, God right. my God mom does the same thing. <laughs> scriptures every day. Yes. I don't get a chance to read them every day, but she sends me scriptures every day. She actually just sent me a devotional book and said it will be on my my flight tomorrow yes, with indeed. me, yes, you know, to, to carry with me. And I'm I'm grateful for a praying mother. As you know, we yeah. talked. You know, we talked early, happy about, you know. The mistakes that we've made in life, Absolutely. you know, and for us, thank God, those mistakes haven't led to uh, the gravity that some of our other brothers, you yeah. know, have had to deal with. Because yeah. uh, we, we fortunately have been able to fail forward. Yeah. But many of our brothers have not had that opportunity Absolutely. to fail forward. And so shout out to them. Shout out to the brothers who haven't had that opportunity. The opportunities that we have had uh, to be able to make mistakes and still be successful you know, and that's what this show is about. How do we find avenues for our young men, our older men, to be able to fail sometimes mm-hmm. and fail forward? Fail forward. Yeah, and fail yeah. forward. Love, is there I anything like else? Yeah, is there anything else that you you could give, a little tidbits that you could give to our people who are listening around the world? Come on. Yeah, who are listening around the world now, happy, about how they can find and embrace the healthiest version of themselves. Well, I always tell folks... Um, that all it takes is a little bit of time and creativity. And I'm a big believer in sitting in a quiet space yes. um, with nothing but just a pen and a, and a, and a paper. Right. You know? And it's partly the, the you know writing enthusiast in me, but there's something about being in a space that's enclosed where you have a desk and a pen and a pad and you're able to think and then see those thoughts translate into right. paper. And it's, there's also something kind of meditative about that. Mm-hmm. I, d- I totally and, agree. And uh, if you were to go through, you know, my briefcase now, you would you would see these pads, you know, these notes. I'm, I'm always kind of jotting ideas and notes down. And just being able to take that and I always say I always have this paper and it's full and I take one of the things that feel most important to me. And then I take some time to just sit quiet and reflect on it right. and pray about it. And then I think about how I can get some positive feedback or reinforcement on the things that I've written down. It's your roadmap. Yeah. 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 You know. Um, I see you pensive now, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm thinking now. Well, this is a think. This is a thinking. But let me ask you this though. So for the next 300, go ahead. Abby. What do you wish to see in the future, New Orleans? The future, New Orleans. That's a great question. Um, happy. Uh, no one mm-hmm. asked me questions. Ask me questions on my show. I know. Well, I know. You're the revolutionary show, here. <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to see is the unemployment rate for black men to be zero. That's what I want to see. Um, too many of our young brothers um, are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that our educational system needs a lift, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I have just accepted a new role, hopefully, that will be able to help New Orleans and educational systems around the country Phenomenal. uplift all of our students. Phenomenal. Yeah, and so that's what I want to see. And employment, you know, the, the upstream approach is looking at education and how, how are we educating all of our children, mm-hmm. right, and how are we meeting them with equitable means, equitable solutions, equitable ped- pedagogy, that allows every student to thrive. Mm-hmm. And so I, for the next 300, want to see, you know, to be able to walk down any street in New Orleans and see black men thriving, 
Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's what I want to see. Yeah, and I want to see our schools thriving. I want to see black men in educational settings as leaders, as teachers, yes. as counselors, yes. as superintendents, all of those things. Yeah. Thriving. That that has yeah. that that has been my revolution since I was young. That putting us in spaces that we can thrive. So that's mm-hmm. what I'd like to see. That's so thank phenomenal. you for yeah, thank you for asking. I appreciate yeah, that, brother. I want to hear it. Yeah, no doubt. Happy, I know you got to go, brother. Yeah, I know. Man. Look, look, we, we, we extended our time, but everybody, you know, you've been listening to activist, advocate, author, Happy Johnson. We met three, three four years ago now, almost five years ago um, with the W.K. Kellogg Fellowship and have remained, you know, and grown as steadfast friends. And I'm so thankful and gratitude for you coming and spending some time on what I call the best hour of my week, you know. How can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Hey, we're on uh, Instagram at uh, The Next 300, also on Facebook at Happy Johnson. Would love to connect with folks. And if you have some ideas, our email for our foundation is info at teamhappy.org. Man, thank you, Happy. I appreciate you. Pleasure. I appreciate you so much. Look, revolutionaries, we're going to cut it short today. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my main man, Jazz for all that he does uh, keeping this show alive you know and making sure that I am on time and I am on point thank you dear brother it has been a wonderful year what I want you all to think about uh, as you go through the next four weeks because we will be on hiatus is how are you going to finish out your revolution this year we've been asking all year long this question and I have been hoping and waiting to hear from you about what your revolutions are, where you are. But as the year comes to a close, I want to know how you're going to close out your revolution. What is going to be the outcome that you say, you know what, I asked this question in January and here is my answer. And let me show you, Dr. Corpry, what I did. So make sure that you're thinking, all right? Make sure that you are doing and make sure that you are living out your revolution every day. I thank you for everyone who supports the show and supports me and supports all of my guests. Have a wonderful close of the year. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And we'll see you next year. Take care, everybody. Peace.